Africa Update on SAFM Sunrise, a continental overview of current African affairs. We start out this morning with Advocate Mantula out in Sierra Leone, where the opposition party, the All People's Congress, led by Samura Kamara, has accused Sierra Leone's military of election weekend assault. What do they mean by that, Advocate Mantula? Refreshing morning, Oliver. I need to jump Africa to the listeners on this way to youth month that we know. <clears throat> Remember, Oliver, that the Sierra Leoneans have uh, decided already on Saturday there were elections that were held, the presidential, parliamentary, and local. And as you know, that results, I mean, election results are trickling now. Voting has been done now. We are waiting for the outcome. But yesterday, the military uh, went to the head office of the opposition party, claiming that they've been on the street. There were some gatherings. Remember that gatherings are not allowed uh, in Sierra Leone during this period. So they went there and they were saying the opposition claimed that they've won elections, although, as you know, that the only uh, authority that can announce election results is the electoral body. So there have been tensions, actually, since uh, last week between the opposition and the military in Sierra Leone. So we are waiting, Oliver, as, uh, like I said, Sierra Leoneans have decided on Saturday for 2023. Yeah, a new era starting out in Mali as Malians have approved a new draft constitution uh, with a, a vote of 97%. That's incredible. That's quite true, but let's look at the numbers of people who went out to vote for that uh, uh, constitutional referendum. They say the turnout from the electoral board was only 39%. But remember that the draft of the new constitution will also consolidate the power of the president. It will also set up the two-chamber parliament where you'll have the National Assembly and the Senate. So this gives uh, Colonel Asima Koita that power now to go back to the drawing board and finalize this uh, constitution and also go back to the barracks and face uh, the widespread of uh, armed groups that are still uh, troubling Mali and the Sahel region. So the constitutional referendum has come and has passed. And as you said, it was 97% vote that gave uh, General, uh, I mean, uh, Colonel Asim Goita that power to yeah. amend the constitution. Yeah, and of course, it's election season out in Zimbabwe. Mnangagwa has launched his election campaign for re-election. Well, his counterpart, Nelson Chamisa, was in South Africa this past week. And I saw some videos on social media of uh, that Nelson Chamisa uh, Zimbabwean election rally taking place here in South Africa. We recall, of course, the last election, the difference between them was 0.5%. No, correctly. But Oliver, remember even when Zimbabwe uh, decides in August, in few uh, weeks from now, we have only 11 presidential candidates who have been cleared by the electoral body. And also this weekend, Monangagwa in Chipinga, uh, launching his uh, second term uh, campaign for, for the uh, presidential post. And as we have said, uh, Advocate Nelson Chamisa being in South Africa to urge uh, some of the diaspora Zimbabweans to go back and vote. Uh, that's what he was pleading with them mostly. And also to raise the issues that uh, we don't want Zimbabwe uh, to be a refugee and a safe place for Africa. They must also come back home. And he also raised the issues that he's not happy with the conduct that has been going on. And questioning also the former minister, Jonathan Moyo, that uh, when he said that the opposition is weak in Zimbabwe, but he claims that his party will win the harmonized election come 
August 23rd of 2023. Yeah. I'm going to be speaking very shortly to a senior research fellow at the Africa-Asia Dialogues, uh, Tempis Fakude, about what had happened over the weekend out in Russia with the Wagner Group. But of course, what's happened there is ha- will have a, an impact on what's happening elsewhere where the Wagner forces are operational, such as in Mali and the Se- Central African Republic. Uh, it has caused a diplomatic quandary there. Uh, talk to us about that. No, definitely. You will understand that the military standoff that we saw in Moscow this weekend has an impact in the Sahel region, particularly that we know how Mali and CAR and Eugenie Guanaxi, Eugenie Bissau, they've been gravitating towards Moscow in terms of the military support. The same uh, um, mercenary group, the Wagner, has been involved also uh, in the support to Kremlin in the Sahel region. So when you have this kind of a standoff, it's putting both Mali and Central African the uh, Republic to be weak. But as you know, there were comments that were sought from them, but they did not comment about what has happened so far with this uh, military confrontation that we saw in uh, Russia over this weekend yeah. with this private military group. So as you said, you will expand on it, but let's look also the impact that it has on the African continent on what we call private military assistance. Why also this foreign private military assistance has also an appetite in the African continent. Yeah, and today uh, the University of South Africa will be celebrating 150 years. That's uh, that's an incredibly long run. They call it the uh, the sesquicentenary, meaning 150 years of the celebration of the investment of the land. Uh, remember, Oliver, it, 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 yeah, I mean, when UNISA was formed, it began as an base of the Cape of Good Hope that was created by an act of the uh, colonial laws of the then apartheid. And also it was modeled through the University of London to do, um, not to do uh, direct teaching, but also set academic standards and examinations. So today there will be many celebrations. The Minister of Higher Education, Blade Zimande, will also be part of that celebration, as well as the Deputy President yeah. Paul Mashatile and Pulen Lengabula, the VC and the patron of Tabombeki Foundation, former President Tabombeki. So they will look back at this 150 years of the oldest university in South Africa, followed by also UCT, you'll understand that these are your oldest universities in the continent. Despite challenges, Oliver, but it is worthy probably to reflect on the beginning of the University of the Land or University of South Africa. How many centenary universities do we have in South Africa? I know Fort Hay is one. I know Vitz is one. Is Vitz one? Yeah, it should be at this point. UCT, UNISA now. Are there any more on that list? Not really. UNISA is the only one, you know, of 150. Others, they are coming after you. No, 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 no. I mean centenary, at least over 100 years. Over 100 years, yes. But there is, there is none so far. It is still UNISA that is standing. You know, no, 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 no. Fort, Fort Hay is 100 plus. It's 100 plus, but this UNISA only call it the first quintenary. Quintenary. 50 years. Okay. Quintenary, meaning it has passed. 